All right, now we should be good to go. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, Fuckshot fam. We are here again to uh, talk some disc golf, talk some controversy. Lots to talk about this week. Uh, very interesting week. We had the controversy with Kristen Tatar and her, her kid, her daughter. Um, had controversy with Macbeth's crazy round one of the best rounds in disc golf history only rating 1091 which is criminal uh that thing <laughs> that should not rate 1091 it's freaking insane it should be 1100 something uh we're gonna talk about that uh we're gonna talk about jonesboro i didn't even put my i did my grip six picks but i didn't do a uh Oh, what is it? Freaking, um, I already forgot what the freaking thing was that I used for my fantasy disc golf. Skip ace. I didn't even do a skip ace this week, so whoops. We'll do that again. We'll do that this week. We'll do that at the end of this. Um, but yeah, I got a couple tweets we're going to share. We're going to talk about, um, we're recording an audio one too. So audio, I'll read those tweets, obviously. Um, so you guys can kind of get what we're talking about, but, um, Let's just jump in. So first thing we're just going to talk about is just general results um, that I closed out. So give me just a second while I get back into this. Amateur hour. No, you disc live, not leagues, you doof. I need to pull this over here. Okay, so obviously on the MPO side, uh, quite the exciting battle. Calvin and Rick acted like they didn't want to win. Yeah, we'll talk about that too, Brandon. Uh, the whole run-up, the whole run-up thing. Um, it's another one of those ticky-tacky rules that I don't think people are really going to call. Um, I'm definitely not going to call anybody if they clear something that's in the run-up. Uh, the the whole I guess we'll just kind of get into it now. Uh, I'll give you like my general thoughts of it. Um, the whole you can't. Or you should the whole like uh you should throw standstills crowd is insane to me. Um we run up on the T pad. I understand kind of where they're coming from, but it still feels just silly to me to think, oh no, we shouldn't run up. Like we should only throw standstills if we're not on the T pad. Like if you're in the fairway, you should only throw standstills. It's just it's silly to me. I don't like it at all. Um something compared to how golf has their own uh, in golf, you you uh, you're hitting the same, you're hitting the ball the same way every time with your stance. So I don't know. I'm not a part of that crowd. I think that rule is silly, and it's another one of those arbitrary rules. It's not going to get called. It's just how it's going to be. Um. Anyways, back to the results from uh, Champions Cup first major of the year. Chris Dickerson took it down. It's his second major title. Um. Exactly. Um, it's his second major title. Um, he beat Ricky Wysocki by two, Calvin by three, and Corey Ellis snuck in there, finished fourth, uh, beat him by four. So um, Chris is a baller, dude, and I think you're finally getting to see that this year. I think he's one of the best players on tour. Um, I can't put him above Paul, but uh, I can certainly put him above Calvin, and I think we can put him above Rick. I, I mean, I think I think Ricky is the best golfer out of Paul and Rick right now, but I still that whole conversation is one of those ones. Um, but I definitely think that Chris is top three best player on tour for sure right now. 
Um, he's got two major titles. Calvin's got two elite series wins. One of them was a tie, so who knows how that would have turned out in the end. Um, oh, my phone is going crazy. Phone is going crazy. I'm just gonna check audio levels because I didn't really check those. And that's yeah, with him being able to travel, it makes you wonder. Uh, this is where my mind went was with him having to be stuck at home uh, when he was with Prodigy. And I remember like an interview that I listened to where he said like, uh, it just doesn't make sense for me to tour on the West coast. I can't afford it. It's not financially feasible. I thought that was crazy to me because Chris was one of their best players and he still is one of the best players in the world. And I think that um, him being able to travel this year is showing that I think we would have seen him at champions cup. Uh, last year, regardless or with Prodigy or not, he would have been at Champions Cup because it was a major. But I think uh, <clears throat> him uh, being able to go out full time and getting that rhythm of tour life and not having to go home for three months or go home for a month and a half, like I think that that's really helped him a lot. Um, he's got what two Silver Series this year and a major, so uh the guy is just pulling out of control but uh i thought rick's putter was bad second round like i thought that's why he lost but i went and looked at the stats and ricky was actually 100% c1x round 4 uh he missed he missed 1 2 3 he missed 6 he missed 6 putts in circle 2 so um that's probably where it looked like he had a bad putting day because rick's circle 2 is really his circle 1 um, no two putts though. He made everything a C1X. So I thought that would have been the reason why he lost, but apparently I was way wrong. Um, but they, neither Rick or Calvin looked good. Like neither one of them looked like they wanted to win this thing. And I, I tweeted a couple of times. I'm like, what is going on? Like nobody can hit a fairway. Neither one of these two can hit a fairway. What are they doing? Like, do they actually want to win? And, and obviously they didn't, uh, Calvin turned it on in the back nine, but he was what? even one I mean he was only even through the first seven holes with a double bogey and a bogey uh back to back so I don't know um I don't I I'm I'm not high on Calvin anymore I don't um I'm not high on Calvin anymore I don't think that I've I don't know that disc golf has a uh player that we ever have looked back on and been like well what could have been if he would have if he would have just played a little better. Um, and I, I, I really think Calvin's going to be one of those guys that we don't ever see win a major. Um, and that's kind of a hot take, but he's, I don't, he just hasn't shown me the ability to uh, finish an event and stay in the lead and, and, uh, and score well, like down the stretch. So there's something to keep my eye on. I do. I think Calvin will win one. Yes. Is it my hot take that he's never going to win one? Yes. Um, that's the same. I mean, he's a good player. It's obvious. He's one of the best players in the world. He's one of the most talented players in the world. And he's probably the most talented player in the world, but he just has not put together a full event where he has carried it down the stretch since uh, who knows when, uh, since he first popped on the scene. So, I don't know, um, but he did hit 57% fairways, and he was 7 for 9 <laughs> scramble rate, so that's pretty crazy, um, and that's really the only thing that kept him relevant in this event. Um, but moving on to another competitor that we've talked about earlier in the year, Gannon Burr. 
Gannon Burr um, obviously had that playoff with Drew at LVC, and I think we saw him pop up again at Texas uh, at the uh, Waco. But uh, yeah, he he balled out of control. He shot a twelve or thirteen down uh, uh, second round or fourth round, um, which beat the course record that was set before Paul or beat the course record that was previously set by Austin Hannum. Uh, but then got beat by Paul Macbeth. So congrats on your course record, Gannon. It lasted no time at all because Paul shot 16 before she shot 13. So, um, yeah, Paul's 16 down, like I said at the beginning, uh, that I don't understand the rating system anymore. Um, I hate the rating system. Uh, it doesn't make sense that Paul McBeth just shot one of the best rounds ever. And, uh, Paul McBeth shot one of the best rounds ever. And it's only going to be rated in a 1091. Um, I thought, honestly, this is based on course difficulty. I can't, I haven't seen both courses. So I guess this is just with my own eyes making the observation. I feel like a 16 down was pretty close to D glow and it might be better. Um, toboggan's hard. Don't get me wrong. So much elevation. And I think toboggan is, I don't know. I think it might be. I think Toboggan might be his best round ever. I don't. His 18 down at Deglo, like that was just insanity. Um, but either way, like it just, I the rating system sucks. Uh, his 18 down was 1108, and I wish, I just wish the PDJ would give us more clarity on what these ratings mean and how they get these numbers because I don't understand it anymore. <laughs> um. I, I, I don't understand it anymore because how is this 16 down round? That's one of the best rounds that I, and I haven't got to watch a cut of the footage of it. I guess there's footage of it. Uh, somebody, I can't remember who the hell it was. Somebody got footage of it. So they have footage of every shot. So I'm going to look forward to watching that, but I don't know, man, the rating system is flawed and it needs something to fix it because this round should not have been 1091. This should have been one of the best rated rounds of all time. Um, yeah, more things go jumping down, looking around the leaderboard. Uh, Matteo, top 10. Uh, Corey Ellis, like I said, top five. Emerson Keefe looks like he came in with a hot round there, 12 down. Final round. Gavin Babcock is somebody that we can all talk about too. He he balled out of control too. Um, I'm not sure there's anybody else that I'm too. Ezra? Oh, no, that's not Ezra. Ezra Robinson. Uh, Drew Gibson snuck up there, finished 10th. Quietly, nobody really talked about him, but he's been a consistent player, obviously, um, since the Pro Tour and beyond last year. So, Chandler Fry, 14th. Eagle, man, good showing. Good to see him back out there. Hopefully, he can heal back from the injury soon. Joel Freeman continues to stay up there in the top 15. He's one of those consistent finishers that you're just going to see up there all the time. That's why he always finishes well in the points. Um, I'm not sure it's worth looking forward to... Um, like what the point standings are like right now. We're so far out from the pro tour championship. So there's no reason to really get into that right now and worry about it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I, and I, so uh, I'm sure some of you have heard Paul and Paige have their little side bet going on. Uh, it's the first one to get to 20 majors. I don't know what the dollar amount is, but I heard Paige talk about it. And I guess, <laughs> They didn't actually have a plan for it yet. And then Paige mentioned it in her press conference. So 
Paige kind of made sure that it's going to happen. So that, that'll be interesting to see who can get to 21st. I think it's good. Since Paige got this title, I think it's going to be Paige now. But obviously, we know what Paul Mimpath can do. Um, I just I keep wondering what would have happened if he had uh, started in the top 10, top 15 this event. I think that it would have been very, very interesting at the top of the leaderboard. Um, so moving on to FPO, I don't think I have anything else to talk about FPO or MPO. Uh, let's see, yeah. So FPO, this is where all the controversy is at. So we're just going to get into results first, and then we'll talk about how I feel about what happened. Um, had Paige Pierce taken it down on the last hole, uh, Chris and Tatar with a just unfortunate set of three putts that really two unfortunate putts that knocked her out of it. Um, that first putt that she threw, I just, I, man, it sucked to watch that thing fly right over the basket and then start rolling. Uh, it broke my heart a little bit, but, but we all kind of thought at that point, like regardless of her putt, like we all thought we were going to a playoff. Like, I don't think that was, there was never a question in my mind that we were going to a playoff. Or that we weren't going to a playoff. I thought the whole time we were going to go to a playoff. And then she obviously misses her comeback or putt. And then it's over from there. Um, but looking down the leaderboard, Sarah Hokum picking up a top three. That's a good finish for her. She was throwing some sauce around that course. Forehands all over the place. She had some sick forehand turnovers. That just I wish I could throw those. Uh, Owens Coggins, another solid finish. She's been balling this year. One of the She's the best... Uh, putter in FBO right now. Uh, she's like high 80%. I actually want to look at that because she's just nutty. Nutty good with the butter. What do we got? What do we got? She is C1X. She's actually second. She's 80%. So who's first? Let's look at this. Who the heck is first in putting? I don't know how to find those stats. I'm not going to dig like that. But Owens Coggins, hey, don't say that. Um, Owens Coggins went crazy putting like she has been doing. Uh, best putter in FBO. Katrina Allen, hot round, seven down to move up 13 spots into a top five. That knocked Valerie Bonahano down to six, and that was her first uh, finish outside the top five since uh, Deeglo last year, they said. So... Alexis is up there. Kona Panis tied for eighth. Uh, so good to see her up there. Missy Gannon also tied for eighth. Haley King, that's somebody that we could all talk about. Uh, she kind of just, it's tough to watch her sometimes because she'll just check out rounds. And it's just part of being young, I think. Um, I think that she's going to get a major. Uh, I think, does she already have a major? I think Haley King already has a major. But, uh, Um, I think she's someone that we're going to see uh, take down a major maybe this year, if not next year, because she's she's so talented. What's up, Dwayne? Thanks for popping in. Um, she's super talented, and uh, it'll be cool to see her get one here in the future. Uh, Jennifer Allen, 13th. Lisa Fakus. Evelina Salonen. I don't know what's going on with her. Somebody told me. I'm going to go grab a disc real quick. Hold up. Uh, somebody told me, ow, ooh, hip cramp, ow, ooh, ow, ow, ow. I watched a video about her, and somebody said it's not a mental thing for her. Hold on. My chairs. I need a, okay, whatever. 
Somebody said she's using this pinch grip. She's putting like this. She's using this pinch grip and it's creating this pivot point, right? So this disc can sit here and flop around like this and she like she won't always have that clean release no matter what. Instead of fanning her fingers out and putting a finger on the rim, you know, like everybody else does, she's kind of pinch gripping. I don't know if it's pinching right here or like this finger. But like you get the point, like it's creating this weird pivot point and when she goes to throw her putt, it doesn't matter like where her, how much angle she puts on it. It doesn't matter any of that. Like it's, it's coming off of that and it's just snagging her finger and it just, it's not working for her. So that's something that she could work on, obviously, because she shot the hot round first round, I think, or not hot round. She was on lead card after round one, right? What'd she shoot? Evelina, three down. That was freaking second place. Whoa, that was tied for 16. Oh, no, that's where she finished. That was, yeah, fourth place. Tied for third. So, I don't understand what's happening to her when she's coming over from Europe. Because clearly, she's I she's banging putts in Europe. So, make it make sense. I don't know. Um, she'll get it together at some point. You like to think. But, uh, it remains to be seen. But yeah, Paige Pierce with that huge four-stroke comeback in the final two days. Um, good to see her get one. I was kind of questioning, and it's stupid. <clears throat> in podcaster land question, I was questioning her ability and what she was going to be able to do moving on into the future. I think a lot of people expected these European women to be dominating a little bit more, but Hannah hasn't panned out quite yet. She's finishing solid, but she's just not contending for wins. And obviously Evelina is, I continue to just be baffled because she's leading the field in C1X. She's leading the field in uh, C1X in regulation, leading the field in circle two in regulation. Like, I don't, I don't know what she's doing on the putting green or how it's happening, but she has to make an adjustment because it's just, it does, it, it's not working for her. Um, um, so, uh, we can just move on to the big, big controversy. Um, so obviously I'm going to pull up some tweets here in just a little bit, um, and read those off and kind of give you guys a tournament director's perspective on it. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, where the heck is he at? Okay. Give me just a second. I have a little dead time here. That sucks, but. I took screenshots on my phone. Oh, no. Okay. End of a factory store tweeted, and I thought we were going to have a problem, and I was going to have to order some Halo pole cats, but it's just Zacharias Johnson Fibers. Whoa, now, Light. What are you doing there, buddy? Okay, let me go to my profile here, and let me pull up these tweets. They should be in my likes. What's up, Trent? Thanks for popping in, bro. Uh, do, 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 do. These are deep. I've been on Twitter a lot today. Did I not like them on here? Okay, well, I got the screenshots on my phone. We can just pop in and do that. I can just find the dude's Twitter from there, too. Um, now basically, the TD gave his perspective on it. Robert Leonard. Robert Leonard at underscore MTL. What did I say? MTI. Ah, shoot. Uh, let me see this. 
Okay, so <clears throat> there'll be a news reply since I gotta find it. Now I'm gonna share my screen with you guys here in just a minute. So that way you can see what's going on here. I should share it right now. So where the heck are they at? Okay, first of all, the daughter did not caddy for the first three rounds. Let's get that, that out of the way. Um, people thought, why was this fine for the first three rounds and all of a sudden it's not? Um, because she wasn't there. She did not caddy for the first three rounds. Oh, this is where I need to go. Okay. So first things first. There's no... The next thing I want to talk about. You can't get disqualified for this. Um... Let me pull myself back on the screen here. Hold up. Kristen would not have got disqualified for this. Let's make that clear. That's where my problem comes in with the lane. Now, everybody wants to talk about Kristen should have known the rules, right? Correct. Kristen should have known the rules. She should have known that she couldn't do that. Um, let me pull this up so I can still see my comments. Um, Kristen should have known the rules. That's totally correct. She should have known whatever. But Elaine King also should have known that this situation would not have resulted in a disqualification. Like That's very important to clarify here because if Kristen did not, or if Elaine did not think that and would have known that rule, then this I don't think this would have ever happened. Could I be wrong? Yes. Do I think Elaine, um, Sean, the rule that she had broke was... Um, the rule that she broke was that you can't have a caddy under 13 years old um, caddy for you. So Kristen's daughter was nine years old. Um, what had happened, I guess, was Elaine saw something on the broadcast. She had found out that her cad Kristen's caddy was nine years old somehow and um, texted Paige's caddy, which is a weird red flag to me. Um, but she, I guess she texted her and told her check, have Kristen check her phone. Kristen's obviously not going to check her phone at that moment. So take that how you will. But I want to try to get a hold of Kristen first. Um, I have a video that I tweeted as well. That I'm going to try to pull up here. It's the moment. So I've listened to the Nick and Matt show and they talked about the moment that, uh, or when it happened and how they found out, um, or how this all came to happen. So they're on hole four and they were walking a hole five. And then, uh, and then this discussion started to happen with the tournament director. Now, um, as a player, as ultra world article started or well stated, a player notified our assistant TD. He then informed me and we found a solution within the rules that allowed her daughter to remain with the group. Um, I think they did a great job handling this situation. First of all, uh, for those that don't know the way they handled the situation was they gave, uh, pages or pages, Kristen's daughter. One of those signs, <clears throat> one of those signs that says be quiet and they let her hold that. So she could be in front of the rope still, but also near Kristen. So, um, yeah, her daughter was reassigned as a volunteer, which is allowed to be with the group. At no time did a staff member ever mention a penalty warning or DQ. So he he's, he made it very clear that a disqualification or any kind of penalty was never even a possibility. Um, there's nothing rule that would have stated it would be a DQ. At the worst, it would have been a warning. As TD, I'm the only person who can DQ someone. Not only did I not consider it, the very notion was never discussed with Kristen. So 
I think we can pop back to Elaine on this one and whether she overstepped her boundaries, which I think she did. I think that she had a, I think she had a very genuine interest and like a very, her heart was in the right place. She was trying to do well and it just did not work out very well. Um, <clears throat> I wish she wouldn't have done it to be honest with you, but I don't know. I, it makes the tears at the end of the round for Kristen make a lot more sense to me because, um, sorry, I read something on there. Um, because, um, that's going to weigh on you if you have to sit there and deal with that situation with your daughter. Just, Oh, my daughter has to go here now. She can't be with me anymore. Like that sucks. So, uh, I feel for Kristen that last hole was tough to watch, but, um, I say all that just to say that I don't agree with what Elaine did, but I think her heart was in the right place. And, um, you know, it happened. It's over. I, I hope that in the future that she doesn't use her position as commentary and her observations there to make calls on the field because it just doesn't feel right to me. <clears throat> we don't have, we don't have Philo calling in and saying, Oh, Nico's taking too long because well, Philo takes long himself, but we don't have that happening. So why is, why is this? No, I say let it go too, but I have to talk about it. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me that you're sitting in the booth and you're like, Oh, this needs to get handled. I get it. I don't like that. Especially as a, the vice president of the PDJ, whatever her position is. I think she's vice president. Um, it's just a bad look in my opinion. So take it how you will. Um, we're going to go do our Jonesboro picks now since I forgot to do this stuff last week. All right. Great. MPO. Uh, Jonesboro Open presented by Prodigy. I can just share my screen for this one too. Might as well, right? I'm going to share my picks. Let's just do it. For those that haven't played this before, you should. I'll put the link down here in the comments, actually. Uh, what am I doing? Right there. Copy, Facebook, boom. Hop over there and join that. Um, this is kind of running all season long. It's keeping track of points, all that fun stuff. You just redraft your team weekly, and it's pretty simple. So, uh, MPO, and there's also there's a cap limit. Uh, you have 6,010 points to select six players. So, we'll go in here, Jonesboro Open. Who won last year? Let's start there. Let's start there. Udisc. And then we'll go Udisc Live. And then we'll go. Where am I at? No, schedule. The. Um, and then we'll go. I got my light covering this part of the screen. Hold up. 2021. Jonesboro Open. I think Ricky won this, didn't he? Yeah, Ricky, then Calvin, of course. Eagle, Kevin, Adam, Casey White, Paul McBeth, Chris Dickerson, Miles Seaborn, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. I'll tell you who my first pick is going to be. I'll tell you. Was Nate Sexton a Champions Cup, by the way? I didn't even think about that. Kevin Jones. Where's he been at this year? He's been quiet. I think it's time for Kevin to pop up and, just, and show us he's Kevin Jones again. 
Next pick. Sorry if you can hear the train. Deal with it. I don't care. Uh, next pick. That's really loud in my headphones. I hope it's not loud on your end. Uh, next pick for that. We're going to go with the old um, Drew Gibson. He's just coming back from taking a break. I'm excited to see him ball out. My obvious pick is going to be Chris Dickerson, but I think I'm going to run out of points. So, uh, Gannon Burr, we'll throw him in there. Let's go pick our FPO. I think Chris is going to have a big bounce back event. She's going to make a statement this week. And then, what's that going to look? We got 19, 21. We got a lot of points left. Uh, Jennifer Allen throws far. Should be a good pick, but is Valerie not going to be here? Valerie would have been my next FPO pick, but Valerie's not going to be here. So I think we're going to go with the budget option. We're going to go with Kona. Then I think that leaves us 976. That doesn't leave it as much as I thought it would. Uh, so we're going to have to rework this a little bit because we don't have enough points to pick another MPO player that I want. Uh, let's hop down. Maria Olivia's been balling. How many points? 981. Let's get rid of... Let's get rid of, I'm not going to get rid of Drew. We're going to get rid of Ganon. Oh, but it's a Prodigy event. Oh, this is where it gets tough. This is where it gets tough. Let's pop down on our FPO. Let's go. Oh, man, what is it? What were FPO results last year? Let's do that. Let's go there. Katrina Allen, Paige Pierce, Sarah Hoka, Macy Valadez. I was about to pick Macy. So, you know what? That's what we're going to do. Macy Valadez. Welcome to the skip ace picks of mine. Um, and then heading down, Ezra Robinson was up there at the top at Champions Cup. Then you run down a little more, some of these picks that I can make. None of them look that great. Uh, Scott Stokely. Should we pick Stokely? I know Sean would want me to pick Stokely. Um, Alex Wagner. Silver Lot. He'd be a good one to pick, I think. But I think, I think we're gonna is where's Ben Callaway? Ben Callaway played good here last year. Um, man, this is tough. Zach Melton though. Zach Melton's up there. Gavin Babcock. Let's do that. Gavin Babcock will be our last pick. Then we got five extra points. Let's see what else can we get. Anybody else? We can still get Kona. We can go Macy. So our picks are going to be Kevin Jones, Drew Gibson, Gannon Burr, Gavin Babcock, Macy Valadez, and Kona Panis. I need like that Stokely pick, Sean. Um, let's save that. And then I'm not going to do my grip six because it won't let me do it on here because it's dumb and it hates me. Yeah, it makes me log in. I'm not going to log in. You're not getting my login info. So that being said, I don't think... Oh, yeah, I wanted to watch this video. This is the video that I took that I meant to show you. So like... I'm going to mute this audio. You can see Paige's caddy right here. You can see Chris and you can see your daughter. And then I, they're walking together. So I assume that they're going to go deal with, like, this was Kristen's idea. But they go over and they talk to that. This is the assistant. This is that moment where they talk to the assistant about it. So pretty interesting. I found that on live coverage earlier. Um, nothing too special. But, yeah. Uh, let me stop sharing my screen with you so you can stop reading all my tweets. Follow me on Twitter, at Digger62. I tweet about disc golf a lot. so And other things that matter to me. But, uh, yeah, that being said, I think that's all I got for the day. Um, 
I kind of got everything I wanted to talk about. Let me check my notes and double check all that. Talk about that. Talk about that. Boom, 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 boom. Val for finish. Talk live. Yeah. Yep. I got everything I wanted to talk about. So I think that's it. I think we're going to dip out of here. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for popping in. Um, I appreciate your support. I appreciate your comments. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, at FlexShotDG on just about everything. So, um, yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you again. Like I said, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the flip.